Hi friend, thank you again for joining me on the Call to Stand Out podcast. I'm realizing this should have probably been one of the first topics that (laughs) we talked about, but it's coming to you now. I don't want to rush through it, but I do have my child watching a little bit of TV while I do this, and so hopefully we'll have enough time before he gets too bored. But the whole idea behind just the podcast title, right? The called to stand out podcast. I mean, it's a long story, but it came from this question that I see a lot from other photographers that are seeing this industry growing so, so fast. And they're wondering how the heck we're all going to be able to survive? How are we going to really be able to have sustainable photography businesses if everyone and their grandma basically is a photographer now? But I really do think that we are here for a reason. We are called to be in business in this specific time for a reason. And as believers in general, we were called to stand out. We are made to be different, to stand out from others. And I think we can definitely do this in our businesses as well. So that's what I want to talk about today because I do see a lot of photographers that are genuinely concerned that maybe they're not super excited every time they see somebody new picking up a camera and absolutely falling in love with it and wanting to start a business. So if you've ever wondered this, because I know I have, and I think it's natural to do that, I hope you'll stick around. I'm going to let you in on a little secret on how you can stand out in this business, regardless of how much it grows and how many people around you are getting into the photography industry. Are you a photographer mama feeling like a crazy person just trying to balance motherhood and a photography business that just isn't paying the bills? Wonder how you'll ever survive when you're seemingly a tiny little fish in a quickly growing photographer sea? You know God put this dream in your heart, but you can't shut up the negative self-talk as you get sucked down the comparison spiral again. Hey friend, I'm Marina, wife, mama, and family photographer saved by grace. Listen, I know the mom guilt all too well as you go from feeling guilty because your kids need you to being frustrated because your business does too. For years, I was in a vicious burnout cycle, torturing myself with comparison, having sessions I wasn't really excited about and wondering if I could turn this creative outlet that I'm so passionate about into a real deal business that could support my family. I finally realized I didn't have to pretend to be someone I'm not in order to get clients. And I figured out a way to create a business that lights my soul on fire, all while editing with a little one at my feet. In this podcast, you'll find practical ways to transform your business from a time-consuming hobby to a profitable business that you're excited about. I want to help you gain the confidence to walk out who God called you to be and stand out in a sea of photographers instead of just trying to fit in and follow the trends. Oh yeah, and still have time to be intentional in your motherhood. Welcome to your safe space where we release the mom guilt and silence the negative Nancy that lives in your brain rent free. If you're ready to ditch hustle culture and find a photography bestie slash cheerleader along the way, you're in the exact right place. Go find your lukewarm coffee and toss some ice in there and let's grow your confidence.
So I'm sure you have noticed, as well as many of us have noticed, that the photography industry is growing a mile a minute. It is super exciting to me, honestly, but it did used to scare me. I think it was something that I wasn't sure about. I wasn't sure how there was going to be enough room for all of us to be able to get business, for all of us to be able to have thriving, sustainable photography businesses if there were so many of us. And I really did wonder, you know, is there going to be enough business to go around? Because I don't know about you, but I feel like now you could literally be blindfolded and throw a rock and you'll hit one or two photographers, right? It's a lot easier, I guess. I don't want to use the word easy, but like camera gear is a lot more accessible now than it was 10, 20 years ago. But anyways, I have learned something that really changed my entire perspective and it has allowed me to be able to confidently and genuinely let other photographers in into my space into my life to the point where I have really good photographer friends that I'm close with this one thing that I've learned is exactly why I do not mind sharing my camera settings or my social media tricks or how I do xyz in my business it's why I'm perfectly fine with sending potential clients to other photographers when I have a scheduling conflict I don't have space to fit them in or whatever the case may be I do not mind sending them to another qualified photographer that I know and I trust is going to serve them well and I'm not thinking well what if they don't choose me the next time I know when I first started it was not easy to do this because it was never modeled it was not something that anyone really that I was aware of was doing community over competition that whole thing that is it seems like it's so much more popular now was not a thing when I first started there weren't as many photography educators and mentors there was not this um, want for community and collaboration because it felt really cutthroat it was every new photographer that would come in was competition and they were here to steal your clients or that was the vibe in the industry as a whole and it really has taken me some time and a lot of hard work and letting the Lord lead that in my heart and work in that because when I really got down to the root of it it was it was fear fear of not doing well enough fear of spending all this time and money on equipment or time perfecting my craft and then not being able to actually provide for my family it was fear of others taking the potential business that could have been for me and I think it was really rooted my heart was set on well I I control how successful I can be right like if I work really hard then I'll know that I've made it I'll be able to bring in all these clients if I market myself if I do all these things instead of truly trusting in the Lord for my provision to be able to trust in the Lord to bring the clients that he wants me to work with instead of everything being just of my own efforts I feel like it was really having to remind Remind myself, remind my heart, remind my mind of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 that says to trust in the Lord, not in my own understanding, not in my own knowledge of, oh, I can do this because I've learned it because I know how to do it and that is what is going to bring clients or success or whatever. 
And once I really was able to realize that that was an issue in my heart, that I was placing my faith in something other than the Lord, you know, placing my faith in myself and my own ability to work and ability to make this business succeed, that's when I was able to listen a little bit better to the Lord as he has been leading me to different business ideas and different ways to serve my clients and really making all of this succeed. A lot of times, not even because of my own efforts, because there have been times where I am really stressing out because I haven't booked a client, because my calendar is open, because, you know, a million other things. And out of the clear blue, God shows up and shows me that he is our provider and it has nothing to do with what I do or don't do because it literally falls out of the clear blue and it's just a reminder that he is my provider and he sustains us. Through all of this, I think I've been able to also learn the one thing that really truly is going to make you stand out. That secret that has helped me realize that it doesn't matter how many other photographers join in. It doesn't matter how many people in my area that are technically direct competition that do the exact same thing, right? Service the exact same kind of client that I do that it doesn't matter because this secret that I'm letting you in on is that no one can be you and that is your superpower. That is what makes you stand out. The way that you interact with clients and will do anything silly and anything that will make you look ridiculous just to get the smile. The way that you kill it at styling and pairing things together the way that you've built an amazing client closet, the way that you've organized your client experience and it's incredibly easy for your clients to follow, the way that you use blue light or you use some flares, the way that you edit, no one else, absolutely nobody can do it all exactly the way that you do. No one. And that is what makes the difference. I always carry this with me now. It's something that one of my mentors and now friends has said over and over and over again, Brooke Jefferson. She always says that it's just not about taking pretty pictures anymore. That's a given. Everybody that hires a photographer at this point is going to expect the photos to look good. But it's really the experience and how you make that experience unique, how you bring value because of who you are, your personality, the gifts and strengths that you bring. That's what sets you apart. So I'm going to give you three ways that you can truly, truly stand out in a sea of photographers. The first one is going to sound easy. (laughs) It's going to sound simple, but I think honestly, this one is the most important one. And that is to truly, truly be yourself. Personal branding, I think, is such a big deal right now in any business. I think we are more drawn to that relational aspect, the real people behind the business, more than a stuffy, professional-looking, I I don't know, right? Like Glass Tower CEO. Like We want to be able to relate to the people that we are going to invest our money with, right? The people that we are paying money to do 
do business with to buy a product. And it makes sense, especially in the photography world, because photography is so personal. You're literally being invited into somebody's personal space, into their families, into the most intimate parts of their lives to document these special moments that they're not going to get back. You're being invited into their space to see them interact with their babies, to see them love on their significant other, to share in their accomplishments, to vow their lives to each other. And I think more and more people are wanting to be able to connect with the person that is going to document this for them. And they want that connection with the real you. It is very, very obvious. And you've probably seen this with anyone really that you've come across. It's very obvious when you are inauthentic, when someone is trying to just pretend to be someone that they're not, if they are hiding behind some sort of facade to try to look cool or look more professional, look more put together, people can see through that. And that doesn't really go very well now. It may have worked in the past where everybody was concerned about their Instagram grid looking super aesthetic and all of that, but I think more and more we crave authenticity and we want people to show us who they really are, to show us that they're human just as much as we are. You know, I I don't know. Is that just me? I feel like no, (laughs) but I definitely feel that way, especially now being a mom. I think it is so, so comforting to me to see another mom posting on social media or talking about their struggles as a mom, their real life, raw, messy, chaotic, moments, right? It makes me feel like, okay, I'm not alone. I'm not the only one. I'm not going crazy. This is normal. We're good, right? It's the same thing with your potential clients. So don't hide your goofy side. Don't hide behind a filter or don't try to act super uptight and professional if that's not you. Maybe if you're a corporate photographer and you work with, you know, in a a corporate setting, maybe we want to try to do that a little bit. But even then, if it's not you, it's going to be super obvious. At the same time, don't try to be super funny and relatable if that feels uncomfy to you. If that's not you, if that's not who you are, it's okay. Don't do it if it feels unnatural. I can guarantee whoever has hired you in the past and has come back and hired you again, I can almost guarantee that the finished result of, you know, how their photos came out is only a tiny portion of why they came back to you in the first place. Obviously, yes, it is very important to provide quality images, quality work, but at least in my experience in the clients that have come back, nine times out of 10, I can guarantee you it's been because of the experience that they had, that is what keeps them coming back. And that's what has kept them loyal to me because I can assure you that the first clients that hired me when I was barely trying to figure out my camera were not coming back because the images were amazing (laughs) because honestly, they probably were not, (laughs) or at least to my standards now, right? And that's okay. I was figuring it out. Like everybody, you start somewhere, you learn, you grow from it. But I have clients that have kept coming back from the very beginning. And they always say that it's because of how I made them feel, because they felt comfortable in front of the camera, because they had so much fun. I have another client that comes back every single year because the first time that we did their family photos, her son, after the session, when they got in the car, they were leaving, he told her, mom, that was so much fun. I never want to do pictures with anybody else except Marina. And they kept coming back. And I don't know, he was like five or six at that point. 
but it makes a huge difference when you are able to be yourself and be authentic and let people into your reality too. So finding that connection, being able to be yourself and using that everywhere, use it in your website, inject some of your personality in there, inject your personality into your social media, show your real raw, messy, chaotic self every once in a while on Instagram, that's okay. Just be yourself. I literally have had people on social media say, hey, I'll just read the message because it was so cool. She said, I really can't wait to see when I can get pictures done with you. I really love your personality and work, but honestly, your personality has so much to do with why I want to get pictures done with you. If that doesn't convince you, (laughs) I don't know what else will. Try it. Stop hiding behind feeling like you need to be somebody that you're not. Don't be afraid to be who you are and use that in your business, in your marketing, with your clients, in your communication with them. That is the top, top thing that is going to help you stand out. Number two, maybe be a little bit (laughs) controversial. I know that this is something that a lot of people are cringing at right now or on the way opposite side of it. It's the soapbox that they will not get off of, but that is to niche down, to choose a specialty. And look, if you are totally against niche, niching, niches, um, that is fine. I can totally see both sides of that coin. And I'm not saying to, you know, only do weddings and never, ever, ever do family photography ever again, but just hear me out, okay? In my experience, it has really helped to choose the one thing that I really love, that I'm really good at, and go with that. I think the biggest argument to not niching down is, well, we're creatives. We should not have to choose just one thing to do because that dampers our creativity. Damper, is that a word? Why am I blanking? <laughs> you know, it like squishes down our, ne- our our creativity and we feel like we're boxed in, right? If we just choose a niche, if we choose one thing, if we choose a specialty. When in reality, it's still your business. You're still the boss. You can still choose to take take whatever session you want to take or say no to the one that you don't want to do, right? But I think it really helps when you do choose the one thing that you're amazing at because of how insanely passionate you are about it. If you're doing it just for the money, people can tell. If you're doing it just because it's an inquiry and you just, you know, have to take it because you don't know how to say no or you don't want to say no, but you don't really want to do it, it's it's going to be obvious. And even if it's not, even if the client can't tell, do you really want to end up burnt out because you keep saying yes to every single inquiry, even though it doesn't make you excited, even though it's something that you really don't like doing? I think this became really apparent after doing weddings for me because, and don't get me wrong, like I really enjoyed the weddings that I did get to be a part of, the weddings that I did get to capture and document. Like I had so much fun and I loved being part of that special moment. But after the weddings, I would come home absolutely drained. Physically, obviously, if you're a wedding photographer, you know it is a long day. It is exhausting. You have little to no food and your feet hurt by the end of it. Everything hurts by the end of it. It's a lot. But I have photographer friends that love weddings and the amount of energy that they had at the end of a wedding day. And some of these I could see 
directly in front of me because I second shot with them. It was insane. They were practically bouncing off the walls, excited and happy and energetic after this wedding when I was just like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do that ever again. You know, like for them, it was, oh my gosh, give me another one. Let's do this again. This is so fun. On the flip side, I realized that I had that same kind of reaction and same kind of energy that I would bring back home after having a family session. Even the ones that were super stressful, that felt like a mess because the toddlers were screaming and crying the entire time or they didn't want to do anything that we were trying to get them to do or, you know, a million other things, a million other reasons why it could have gone wrong. And I'd come back home and talk to my husband about it and he would look at me kind of cringing like, oh my gosh, how the heck did you just do that? And in my head it was, oh my gosh, give me another one. I love this. Let's do it again. So at this point, my niche is family and motherhood. But have I still done seniors on occasion just because I felt like it? Yes. Have I taken couples or cake smashes because it was a past client that I loved working with and they asked me if I would do it? Also, yes. Again, you're still the boss. It's still your business. You can still decide if you want to take a session or not. But the cool thing about this is that I've gotten to be known for my work with families. People that recommend me to their friends, it's, oh my gosh, she did so good with our little ones. She was so patient. She somehow got a smile, even though they were crying the entire time, you know? Like, they love the experience. Even the grumpiest of dads have had fun. And that is what I am known for now, which is super, super cool. So this is just another way that you can stand out. Instead of being the photographer that can do everything, choosing one thing that you're the best at, that you are amazing at because you have really, really focused on this one thing that you are super, super passionate about, that you are excited about every single time. The one type of session, the type of work that you would do and be be super excited for it, even if you weren't getting paid for it. Even if everything that could go wrong did go wrong. What is that one thing for you? It probably popped into your head as soon as I started talking about this. You know what it is. Now, I'm gonna challenge you to step out in faith and try it. Like I said, we're not locking you into a box. We're not saying that you're never gonna do anything else ever again, but try it for a period of time, at least a year, where you are choosing one thing, one specialty to go with. And again, you may still end up doing a couple session later on or something outside of that niche, right? Whatever you chose. That's okay. It's your business. You get to do whatever you want to do. But try choosing that one niche to get really, really good at, to really master and be known for that one thing so that you can really, really stand out. And my last tip for you is to really go all in and do it right and be legit. That was very long, but basically like just be a legitimate business. Do it right. Make sure that you're doing it right. Anyone can pick up a camera. Anyone can do it as a hobby. There's nothing wrong with being a hobbyist photographer. But if you are trying to build a sustainable, profitable business that's going to allow you to also have time to spend 
spend with your children and have friends and have a life outside of your business so that you're not working 24 seven on your business, then this is where you're gonna do things a little bit differently. At least get registered, get a DBA, uh, check your state requirements, right? What is required so that you can be a registered business in your state. Even if you can't get an LLC yet, that's okay. Check your state requirements for paying taxes. Figure out your cost of doing business. How much are your expenses so that you can really figure out what you should be charging because otherwise you're not gonna be able to bring in a profit. I think it's super common and I did this when I first started. You go and look at other photographers in your area, figure out how much everybody's charging and then you set up your prices kind of reflecting what everybody else is charging, right? While there is something to be said about doing market research, that is not the best way to be able to build a profitable business because if you are spending more than what you are bringing in, if you are spending more money on client closet dresses or just your gear or all the subscriptions for editing software and gallery management software or anything else, and that all is more than what you're even charging, you're not gonna be in business for long and you're not gonna be enjoying it for very long either. You may end up more stressed out because you're spending way too much money on something that isn't also bringing in a profit. So figure out your cost of doing business. There are free calculators online that you can use that are pretty accurate or find a mentor that goes through all of this so that you know how to price yourself to be able to actually make money. And then make sure that you have a website. I think that is another thing that makes you look put together and professional and legit is just having a website, having something on the internet that says that you are a business basically with your information, what you do, who you are, and a way to contact you, right? That doesn't even have to be super expensive. There are very, very affordable websites website hosts that you can use, but that is also going to help you stand out and look like you know what you're doing and look like a real business. And like I said, if all of this seems super complicated, because I know for me, it has always been the most annoying part, just because my brain thinks creatively. I am not a numbers person. (laughs) I'm not as much of a technical person. I don't understand legalese, you know. So it really helped me to get a mentor that could walk me through all of this to make sure that everything was in place, that I had contracts, that I had a client management system and I knew how to price myself and I knew that I was solid, that if I, God forbid, had a bad client experience where they wanted to sue me or something, that I was protected. But on the flip side, especially because I started when I was still very young, It helps your credibility when you look like a real business because you are a real business. So (laughs) hopefully you can take one or two or all three of these things and use them to really stand out in your area, in your business. And again, I know I said this earlier, but bottom line, no one can do everything the exact same way that you can. Seriously, no one can be you. No one can do everything exactly the same way that you can. 
Yes, they may edit similarly. They may use the same poses that you did. They may even shoot at the same locations. They may have the same client closet pieces. Who cares? At this point, honestly, I don't even mind sharing locations with friends or telling them where I get client closet pieces. I don't mind because I know that even if I told them exactly how I did every single part of my business, even if it seems like it would be my business secret, it doesn't matter because no one could ever exactly replicate what I bring to the table. Nobody can be you. Nobody can do exactly what you are doing with your clients, how you are serving your clients. No one can do it the same way that you can. And as soon as you let that go, as soon as that really, really sinks in and you truly start to believe it, that is when you're going to see a difference in your own heart, in your own business, in your life. You're going to realize that you're more open to other photographers. You're more open to having these relationships and true friendships with other photographers because you don't see them as competition. It's not cutthroat anymore. It's not a contest of who is getting the clients faster or who's booking faster or whatever. You are only in competition with yourself, first of all. But second, no one can do it the same way that you can. I can literally say that a hundred times. I probably have already said that a hundred times. But really let that sink in. If you have to write it on a post-it note and stick it in your bathroom mirror so that you can see it every single day, do it. It is so freeing to realize that God has made you to be someone specific that is so unique, that is so different than anybody else. And he wants you to be that and use the gifts that he has given you, the strengths that he has given you to serve others. Seriously, it is time for you to start embracing who God called you to be so that you can really, truly stand out. Hey, 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 if this episode has you excited to take back your business and your time so that you can build a photography business that truly stands out, I would love it if you screenshot as you're listening and share it on your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag me at Marina Anaya Photography so I can come say hey. You can also connect with me in my Facebook group at bit.ly slash called to stand out podcast so I can be your personal cheerleader as you grow your photography business. Lastly, I would also really appreciate it if you just took two minutes to leave a five-star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts so we can really grow this community and others can also be encouraged. I can't wait till next time. And hey, don't forget that you are called to stand out. Okay, are you eating the colors? No. Are you sure? No. What's in your mouth? No. You swallowed it. You ate it. You ate the crayon? Ew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're silly. Yeah.